Hi, you're listening to Friar Side Chats, and I'm your host, Emma Miller, here today with the always wonderful Father Mike. No, Emma, you're more wonderful than I am. <laughs> Let's have the, the, the Mutual Support Society. You're great. Mutual you're... Support Society? Yes, yeah. Mm, that's a new one. You're telling me how wonderful I am. I'm telling you how wonderful you are. But We're mutually supporting each other. This is, this is just beautiful. It's beautiful, yes. That's right. <laughs> Well, in one of our recent episodes, we dove into our strategic plan and two of the objectives within there um, were, you know, engagement in small groups and daily prayer life. And I, I want to talk about what I see as kind of a bridge between those in a lot of ways as um, it's scripture. And right. I know when you think about scripture as like, you know, a topic. There's just so many ways <laughs> exactly. you could go. But um, I just kind of want to get a little bit nitty gritty today on how the heck do we apply um, this massive book, you know, when we don't have a relationship with it. That's what it is, this massive book to our lives. How can it enhance our relationship with Jesus, our engagement in mass, our um, relationships with other people? Okay. You know? If, if, if we're going to do that, which is I'm fine with, by the way. <laughs> I first have to ask you: Do you have a favorite book of the Bible? Well, I will be honest and say that I haven't read the whole thing. Okay. I think I have read most of the New Testament, certainly all of the Gospels, and like sure. m- like most of the letters, but like Revelation and stuff haven't. Done you haven't that. gone there yet. No, no, but I do have to say, of the ones I have read, I really do like Acts of the Apostles. Yes, I'm with you. I like but it. I didn't actually. I mostly stuck to the Gospels until you were telling me one time how much you love the Acts, Acts of, the of the Apostles, apostles. and yes. then I went and read it like straight through. I mean, not in one sitting, mm-hmm. but like, you know, not picking and choosing pieces, <laughs> and it's awesome. The Acts. They are. I mean, I mean, just the... it's a story. Well, most like, of the scriptures well, are I, a story. <laughs> sure, sure, yeah. sure. But I, it's one, first of all, it's written in language that I can understand. Okay, gotcha. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, pre- it's kind of crazy too. Paul is... The bomb. Well, but he starts out as, you know, yeah, the worst. Sure, absolutely. He's a stink bomb. Yeah. And then the bomb.com oh, eventually. Yeah. No, you're right. I, I mean, I think actually the apostles... Um, I always tell people if, if you have a hard time um, knowing where to start in Scripture, I think the Acts are a good place mm. to start. Or I say, I suggest usually uh, Luke's Gospel. Why Luke over well, the because, others? Well, because he starts with the infancy narratives, and I think mm. most people feel uh, a warm fuzzy when they start thinking of, of <laughs> baby, Jesus. baby Jesus. So, um, But I, I think um, mm. other than the favorite book, mm-hmm. do you have a favorite passage oh okay or a uh just a i thought you're gonna go with favorite character person oh that's a good that's another good question um but favorite favorite passage. passage in other words a favorite bible quote that or scripture quote that comes to mind a lot or that you you find yourself yes, yes. lay it on me i'm making sure i've got it right okay Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives, do I give it to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. I'm pretty sure that's like it. 
Very good. I don't know the citation. That's okay. I used to. Is it Mark or something? No, it's. I don't know. It's, yeah, I, I'm not sure myself. Catherine would know. Catherine would know. She's yeah. very good that way. But that's one that's stuck with me actually for a number of years. Why does it stick with you? Um. Well, first of all, I think it sounds kind of poetic in a way. It's Jesus speaking. Mm-hmm. Um. And I don't know. It's just the promise of of real lasting peace, no matter what is going on in my life, no matter how I think I can find comfort in the world in some way, it's not it. Yep. And I've just found it really comforting in difficult times and comforting in like good times too, where sometimes I can get caught up in like the good, you know, not bad things, unholy things, like good things going on in my life. But sure. if I get caught up in that, I can get taken away from the true peace, peace. That, that, Jesus o- offers. that only Jesus offers. Right. Actually, I think it's John's gospel. Okay, John. That sounds right. Yeah. That does. Which is interesting because a favorite passage of mine is from John's gospel. What's that? It's the one that we heard um, uh, last Sunday where Jesus says, you know, are you going to leave me too? Oh, Yeah. And, oh, and what a human moment. Ah, it's just an awesome moment. But yeah. the response, where would we go? Yeah. Yeah. Where would we go? Mm-hmm. Who would have us, number one? <laughs> but where would we go? <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I love that. Does um, does scripture ever like speak to you in random moments? Like not when you're sitting there reading it, but like you'll be out and life will, you know, do something to you and a passage will pop into Absolutely. your head out of nowhere. Absolutely. And I, I think that that is probably when we talk about uh, the importance of scripture, mm. it's for that very reason. I think mm. the more that we read scripture, it's not so that God's word will just speak to us in those moments, yeah. but rather that God's word will come back to us mm-hmm. in other moments. Mm-hmm. And in those other moments, it's not... Uh, particularly, I don't think it's particularly necessary to have the citation, yeah. <laughs> but rather to be reminded of a parable of Jesus or mm. to be reminded of a story from mm-hmm. the book of Joshua or to be um, consoled by a psalm. Mm-hmm. You know, so in those moments, God speaks anew through a moment, but mm-hmm. certainly through, you know, the scripture that is, you know, in some ways always speaking. Mm-hmm. So absolutely, that happens to me, I would say, more and more. And I'm, I'm grateful for that. And that, that affirms to me, I've got to keep reading Scripture more and more because I want God to speak to me in times when I'm, you know, I might not otherwise mm-hmm. be thinking about mm-hmm. him. For sure, for sure. So you encourage folks to start with Luke or Acts. Really great starting places. Is there a place in the Old Testament that you would recommend um, going to? You know, maybe not like a total beginner, like, you know, start in the New Testament for that. But okay, cool. You've read the Gospels. You've read Acts. Yeah. Good question. I I mean... I, About the Psalms. I, well, I, I think it depends on who I'm speaking with. Mm. And I think it depends on where they are in their lives and what they're looking mm-hmm. for. You know, I think um, sometimes... Yeah. Um, the book of Kings, you know, as long as you can understand military language and, mm. and the like, 
but just there's there's awesome ways in which God is working through a people mm. rather than God just with me. And so yeah. cultivating that sense of through the scriptures that God is at work in us mm. and and that that's a, a, you know a, a heritage that we have in the Hebrew scriptures yeah. that I don't think we appreciate enough. I sit down and I want to read scripture so it speaks to my heart, mm. right? Yeah. But do I want to hear a word that is challenging for my community, mm. for my country, for this world, for mm-hmm. my church, for, you know, mm-hmm. uh, my family. So I think that broader sense, the I think the Hebrew scriptures have a lot more uh, opportunity to encounter that dynamic mm-hmm. of group. Mm-hmm. Can you give me a really brief sketch of what goes down in Kings? And there's too many. Oh, there's too many. Yeah. It's just there's a lot. Yeah. It's a, how many how many years is it? Gosh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, but it's a lot. Is that like David and those people? Well, <laughs> that's great. That's really great. David was a king, yes. Well, I know that, but I'm just saying, was he like in Kings? Or is he in other books? I I believe he is in the Book of Kings. Okay, okay. I mean, he's who I think of when I think of like a pretty awesome king. King David. Yeah. He's like the big king to me. <laughs> the whole testament. Besides Jesus, Jesus is the ultimate is king. the big king. King yes. of kings. But, um, you know, it's interesting when you said, depending on the person, where you might recommend them going in the Old Testament. Um, I've heard people talk about how the Bible is just our scriptures are very complex set of literature and you can't read every book the same way. Is that, is that true? Absolutely. I I think you can read it the same way you can in general, Mm. if the same way means each time I open the scriptures, I, I appreciate that God is speaking to me in religious truth, Mm -hmm. then I think you can say, yes, you can read the scriptures always the same way. But if, if you're looking for, you know, depending on what you're looking for, I, I think you have to somehow invert the question and say, if I really want to listen to God, which is what God's word is, it shouldn't be what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. It rather should be being open to what God wants to say to me. Mm -hmm. And so I will hear that differently through the first letter of John yeah. than I would from the prophet Hosea, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. I, I think just taking, and that's where I think it's always beneficial if you have not read the introductions to, especially oh, any yeah. of the books, mm-hmm. read those introductions because they, they give you the people to whom these, mm-hmm. you know, these works are works attributed or, and also to whom they were first for, oh, you yeah, know, so yeah. you understand the audience mm-hmm. a little bit more. And mm-hmm. I, I think that that helps you to read or to listen to God's word a little differently, mm. which is, I think the question that you're, yeah. you're asking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, This is, I don't even know if I will appropriately ask this question because I, I've struggled with it myself sometimes, but, um, how do I just, 
You're really struggling with this question. I guess aren't you? I, yeah, I'm really struggling. But like true I don't sometimes it's hard for me to grasp like the divine inspiration God's truth but through very human sure hands right. and oral tradition. Right. How I don't how, how does the church Right. Tell us to think about that. Right. No, good, that's a good question. I, or not tell us to think about it. But you well, know. Well, no, yeah, it does. The church does tell us to think certain ways. Mm. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay. Right? I mean, the church is saying, look, if you want to understand this properly, here's how you have to think. A good math teacher is going to do the same thing, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's sure. very true. So, <laughs> I don't how... know why that struck me so as Oh, like, yeah, it's so oppressive. Oh, it's, it's oppressive. Yeah, I, I can't. The church can't tell me how to think. I'll think about this all the way I went. Whoa, think about it. Um, but what the what the church teaches us is that the scriptures are uh, revealed truth mm. and revealed religious truth. The, mm. the The scriptures are not a proof text. Mm-hmm. It's not a you know in order to mm. prove things right. and use it that way. Uh, it's not a book of uh, of historical truth. It's not yeah. a history book. Yeah. Are there historical facts in there? Absolutely. But that's not its purpose. Mm. Its purpose isn't to chronicle. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, history for us uh, because there are historical you know challenges in scripture mm-hmm. where there are contradictions mm-hmm. you know um, the easiest one of all is uh, the uh, Matthew Mark and Luke have Jesus's ministry his public ministry is three years yeah whereas John's gospel his public ministry is one year oh well which one is it <laughs> is it three <laughs> yeah. or is it one you know so I mean the the scriptures mm-hmm. are rife with those types of of uh, challenges if you're approaching the mm. scripture as some sort of historical text. Yeah. Um, again, that doesn't d- diminish that it does have historical truth in it. Yes. But that's not its purpose. Yeah. So the, the real, I think, phrase to keep in mind mm-hmm. when you read the scriptures is what religious truth mm. Is God speaking to us mm. through this, through this story, through this passage? Yeah. And that's where, when we start answering that question, that we find ourselves in need of, of not doing that work or that thought process in a vacuum. And that's one of the beauties of the, the Catholic Church is that we've always understood Scripture not in and of itself, mm-hmm. for itself, that it's its own entity, but rather it's something that's understood as a community of believers yeah. that you know the church interprets together mm-hmm. the um, you know the the what God is saying. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, that gives us some comfort knowing that I don't have to be the ultimate arbiter yeah. of what God's truth is mm-hmm. coming to us through Scripture. Um, and that's where we've had some challenges with some of our uh, other Christian denomination brothers and sisters where for them, no, it's whatever the scripture says. It's just what the mm. scripture says. And mm-hmm. Catholics have never had an uh, understanding or appreciation of the scriptures that is purely uh, mm-hmm. verbatim. You know, well, the church body and Peter, I mean, that was like established before some these gospels and letters were fully written down, Correct. right? Correct. Yeah. So, hmm. That's really comforting. I'm glad. It is. I'm trying to be comforting. That's <laughs> That was a New Year's resolution. Be more comforting. 
Has it really been? I don't know. <laughs> um, what do you think about, I do have to say that, um, you know, some of our more evangelical brothers and sisters are much more active around scripture memorization sure. than Catholics. Um, Ourselves think- being excellent examples. I yeah heck yeah I just quoted my favorite passage couldn't remember the citation but <laughs> and I said I thought it was in John's gospel <laughs> <laughs> woohoo but um what yeah you, I what no I was gonna say are you what are you asking well about, about memorization you think we are missing the boat a little bit on that one like an opportunity for scripture to root itself more deeply in our daily life i would be a jerk if <laughs> I, I would be that's conditional I would, be. I would be a jerk if i said you know if i how could how could you say don't memorize the scriptures yeah i, mean, I can't do that yeah i can't do that that said I don't find myself called to memorize the scriptures for memorization's sake. Right. And you're also, you say mass every day. Mm-hmm. You're go- you're going through all the scriptures every three years. Like, right. well, well, that at the and very the liturgy least. of the hours, right? Oh, yeah. So. And the liturgy of the hours. Right. You're, also, you're in a very different position than Correct. most Catholics. Right. That said... I know a lot of Catholics mm-hmm. who do a daily devotional that mm. has some sort of scripture passage. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and so uh, I, I, I think that there's real blessing in memorizing scripture. Mm-hmm. I really do. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe we'll put a couple of our, our favorites in the show notes. Okay. Of- or some, some useful um, places where they can go to... To help, find, mm-hmm. to help learn how to how to remember. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have a favorite version of the Bible? I do. I like the Jerusalem Bible. Oh. I do. Not the one with, that we use for no, mass. No, I do not. That's the New American Bible. The revised New American Bible is the one okay. we use at mass. Why do you like the Jerusalem Bible? I don't know. I just like the translation better. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, I find that... It's interesting, um, and in Italian, they use the Jerusalem Bible mm. um, and for liturgy. And oh. I, I just, I think it flows a little better, but mm. um, yeah. I, you know, translations of the Bible, that's a whole, that could be a podcast. <laughs> All on in its own. Itse- itself, you know, but, uh, mm-hmm. um, but I, what I tried to do though, even though I prefer the Jerusalem Bible, I try to pray with, I pray with the New American Bible so that, mm. Every time I hear those passages in other places, it always rings the same way for yeah. me. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. But sometimes that's a great way to pray, though, is to use a different translation because it... Then you're not so used to right, it. Right. And mm-hmm. it speaks to you in a different way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I will also... Um, you know, I also want to share, there's a couple really good resources that I, in developing, you know, my prayer life around scripture have found really helpful. Um, one, I think you listen to Pray As You Go sometimes. I do, yes. So great, yeah. right? Yeah. And also beautiful British voices. So really <laughs> They must be wrong. intelligent, yes. 
<laughs> so wise. <Yes. laughs> um, and then the other is, I don't know, if, you've probably seen me pray with it at certain points, but it's called The Better Part. And actually one of our recent alumni, uh, Lauren Haley, had it and she's the one who turned me on to it. And it's so great. It's just all four books of the gospel broken out into pretty much like the readings you would hear at mass with great reflections that you know then you can sit and meditate with for a while it's an awesome awesome introduction for praying with scriptures that's so great i'm glad you you referenced that um also to say for for that one you know there's probably 15 other so many of course yeah and so you know we live in a unique time yeah. where our, our ancestors didn't have access to what we have access mm-hmm. to. And, and appreciating that, I think, um, uh, sets us up for uh, greater engagement of Christ. Yeah. You know, we, we'll have fewer excuses. Just, well, <laughs> you know, why didn't you? Well, you know, it wasn't written in my language. Well, yeah, it was, <laughs> you know, 16 different ways. Mm-hmm. You know. mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Father Mike. Thank you, Em. It's always good to... Share the word of God with you as we do regularly. (laughs) You know, it just brings some peace. Peace that the world does not. John's gospel is so good with that. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you. Thanks for joining us for another awesome episode of Friarside Chats. Uh, I encourage you to email us anytime with your thoughts, any questions you with might your have. favorite scripture passage, <gasps> with your favorite scripture passage. Maybe we'll do an episode on some really key, beautiful scripture passages. That would be cool. That would be really cool. And you can send that to me at erm13 at duke.edu. For more information about the ministry of the Duke Catholic Center, visit us at catholic.duke.edu. Friarside Chats is supported by many generous donors, students, parents, alumni, and friends of Duke just like you. To learn how you can support Friarside Chats or any other ministry of the Duke Catholic Center, visit catholic.duke.edu backslash support. Thanks, Father Mike. Thank you, Queenie. All right. See you guys next time on Friarside Chats. <laughs>